Hi, I'm Claudio Quartana, and you're listening to Gut Talks WGUWT. So I have another question. As you were talking, I was just taking some notes to ask you about a few more things because um, you mentioned a few incentives. And here I would like to just highlight a few of them because there are some that I also didn't know about. Like, for example, there's what we call Rientro di Cervelli. So in English, it's uh, the return of the brains kind of from abroad. So Italians who spend time abroad, they can come and they have tax incentives. But most importantly, there is also one uh, for pensioners, which is something you mentioned to me also before our call, that I personally have never heard of. Um, Yes. I heard about this like for in Portugal or in the south of Spain, but not in Italy. So, um, yeah. Can you, I mean, the Made in Italy brand is huge, but I don't know why those things are not promoted enough. Or are they? And I just don't know about it myself. <laughs> I, I personally promoted this in my network. I, yeah. promoted, I promoted this within UI all around the world. It is funny because my first slide of the presentation I typically held abroad is Italy is a new El Dorado. Okay. That is funny. When I when when I present that first slide, I see people looking very interested, saying, "How is possible that that, that Italy is a new Eldorado?" So you're right. There there are a set of there are a set of tax incentives. Some of, some of them very attractive and interesting. And what I've noticed is that there are still people who live in Italy and were not fully aware. Uh, but let's go a, a little bit back for a second, a step back, because most of these tax incentives are not a new incentive. So most of the of these tax incentives have been introduced more than 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. To support the economic, the, the scientific and the cultural development of Italy, Italian tax system introduced numerous benefits for people who move their residence to Italy to work and live there and I would add also to invest in Italy to spend money into the Italian market. Everything started with a regime for professors, teachers, and researchers. So this was a couple of years before the reentro de Cervelli. So what you you mentioned, the brain relocation. Uh, every time I, I read the reentro de Cervelli, this makes me laugh, and I will explain why in a moment. Okay. <laughs> so everything started with the researches. What was to attract scientific and individuals who may increase and who may contribute to the scientific and cultural, cultural landscape in Italy. So in that case, Italian authorities introduced a very a fantastic regime where they say, okay, if you meet this requirement, so if you move to Italy to teach or to make a research, for example, at the university, you basically are exempted on 90% of your income. So you basically pay tax just on 10% of it. That, practically speaking, is paying zero taxes because if you pay taxes just on 10% of the income and your tax deduction, you end up by paying zero. Is this, this, from, was, uh, sorry, this for foreigners or for uh, anyone? This is a, anyone, Italian citizens, foreign citizens, to the extent that you meet a certain requirement, typically is you are a professor or you are a researcher that is already doing this type of 
do this, this type of research, this type of work abroad, and you decide to become tax resident of Italy. That means you decide to relocate and live in Italy for the majority of the time. So for more than six weeks, uh, six months, sorry, for more than six, you can get this, this regime. And this regime lasts not for one year. Now, the, the latest version of the law say that you can benefit from 8 to 13 years. So, for a very long period. So, everything started with this, with the research and professor. So, then in 2010, authorities say, okay, let's extend these favorable regimes to employees, to workers. So, employees who have been a non-resident of Italy for at least two years and would decide to move to Italy working in Italy and remaining in Italy for at least two fiscal years can obtain a very interesting tax saving. This is the re-entry of the Cervelli. And now I explain why the re-entry of the Cervelli, why it was called the re-entry of the Cervelli. So uh, return of grace, because at the beginning, this law back in 2010 was applicable only to individuals who hold a university degree and who perform what high-skilled employees and who perform duties as a director, as executives. So initially, there's the enter the charity, the inbound tax regime or imparted tax regime was addressed to high-skilled employees who can relocate to Italy and give a boost to the Italian economy because they were bringing their experience to, into the Italian market. Now, looking at nowadays, and the law is still the same, meaning that the entry requirement is you should have been a non-resident of Italy for at least two years before relocating, and that you should commit yourself to remain resident of Italy for at least two years. But now, the special team is open to anyone, even without a brain. This is making <laughs> me laugh. No, I mean, why I'm saying this? Uh, this is a joke, because now you don't need that university degree. You don't need to be an high-skilled employee. You don't need to have an executive role in, within your company. Anyone can move. Any Italian can move. Any Italian and foreigners. Remember. Since we are within the EU, we cannot yeah. distinguish Italian and foreigners. We can probably distinguish European versus non-European citizen. <laughs> There's been a lot of discussion around that because this is discriminatory, but at least for European individuals, you now can move to Italy and work in Italy or from Italy. Remember, I mentioned new way of working, even yeah. working working from home, and take benefit of the favorable regime. The favorable regime says that you are exempted on 70, 70% of your income. So you pay taxes on 30% of your income. So if you're working abroad and decide to relocate to Italy, still working for your employer, will sit abroad, but you work mainly from Italy. So you need to work for more than 50% of the time from Italy. You will pay taxes in Italy just 
on 30% of your income. This for special regime, no, this special regime lasts for five years. Five the two years, the two years is the minimum number of years you should remain in Italy. So you cannot decide to move from Portugal to Italy just for one year and then the year later relocate back in Portugal or go to a third country. If you want to join and take benefit of this regime, you should relocate to Italy and remain tax resident for at least two fiscal years. The regime lasts for five fiscal years, but then you are able to obtain another five-year extension. Okay. So it gives you 10 years in total of a favorable regime. The law is a little bit complex because the first five years, you have a 70% discount. The additional five years is 50% discount. But it's still great because you are going to pay half of the taxes that, yeah. for example, myself is paid. So this is a great opportunity for employees, but also for self-employees. This is important. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. The re-entry the cervelli is open to employees and to self-employees. Okay. With self-employees, there are certain limitations. It's quite technical. Probably at the end of the day, depending on the level of income, there's the entry of the cervelli, the inbound tax regime for self-employees is attractive, but up to a certain amount of income. Yeah. But in general, this is a great opportunity that you cannot miss. You cannot miss because you have five plus five. And also, if you decide to relocate to the southern region of Italy, that means Below Rome, so Puglia, Basilicata, Campania, the island, Sicily, and Sardinia, Calabria. If you decide to relocate there, working from there, the discount is even higher because you get 90% discount. So 90, 90% discount. For the first five years. years. For the first five years. Then you go into the 50%. Okay. And then there are other elements important, but I mean, today we have no time to go on all the details because depending on your family size, yeah. you may obtain a, a, an additional discount because if you have three dependents minor, so less than 18 years old, in the first five years, you can get a 90% discount even if you work in the northern part of Italy. So there are different combinations. The, the message is, there are two messages. One is you can benefit from this regime even if you have a foreign employee. There's been a lot of discussion about that. I don't want to be boring on that, but the good message is tax authorities confirmed officially that you can relocate to Italy even under a foreign employment contract. So you can have your employer in, in Portugal and working from Milan. The only important thing is that you work mainly from Italy. So for the majority of six this is the first six plus month. This is the first message. The second message is I'm talking about income tax. Remember, 
personal income taxes. So we should not forget at least two other elements that I already highlighted at the beginning of, of this session. And these are corporate tax ramification. So we still need to understand whether your presence, your significant presence in Italy, remember, more than six months in Italy attracts the residency or the risk for your foreign employer to be taxed in Italy. Yeah. This is very important. And this mainly depends on the nature of the activity you perform and the structure of the, of the company. So whether the company already has a legal presence in Italy, for example, a branch, a representative of, and the third important element is the favorable tax regime, the 17, the 9, the 50 discount is on personal income not on social security. Remember, any employees and any self-employee is required to pay social security contribution in the county where he or she work. That is commonly called Lex Loci Laboris in Latin. You pay taxes, social taxes where you work, unless there, are, there is an exemption under a European regulation. So why I'm saying this? Because if you are planning to take benefit of this special regime, you should contact a professional that assists you because there are personal tax ramifications, corporate tax ramifications, and social security. In particular, the social security for employees. Remember, if you are required to pay social security in Italy, you cannot pay on your home if you are an employee because the obligation to remit the social security with the Italian social security authorities is always on your employer charge. This means, again, remember, first of all, you should inform your employer because if it ends that you need to pay social security taxes in Italy, the employer has to remit and pay the social security with the Italian authority. So the employer is required to register in Italy to pay social security. This is important. Register? You mean a branch? Incorporate a branch? No, no, that is a good question because this doesn't mean that the foreign employer has to set up a company in Italy or a branch or a legal presence for corporate tax purposes. Mm-hmm. He needs to appoint what is called social security representative. So he should appoint another company or a professional, for example, a payroll company, to act on his behalf to remit social security in Italy. So it doesn't need to set up a company on a branch in Italy, he needed to register with the Italian Social Security authorities and say, hey guys, I have an employee in Italy, I need to remit Social Security in Italy for this employee. This is the person or the company will, who will act on my behalf in front of Social Security authorities. This is the company or the professional who will run the Social Security payroll on my behalf. So that is important because what I've seen, the new way of working, digital nomads, has been several cases where 
the social security aspect have not been added in the correct manner. So remember, if you are an employee, this is something that needs to be undertaken and managed by your employee. If you are a self-employee, conversely, you can handle this. So you have to register with the talent, social security, obtain the social number yeah. and handle it. But that is important because people who are listening today that are employees of the of a foreign entity should think about that. They should discuss with HR in order to understand the next steps and end the social security in the right manner. Yeah, I think this is easier for corporations or more medium enterprises when it comes to startups uh, for their employees who just decide to live somewhere else. It, it's a bit more, I'm not going to say it's more complicated, but I guess I'm talking about kind of early stage, series A, they have other things to deal I, with. So... I but that's, that's it, right? <laughs> this is. I mean, that's it. There, there are light centers. I mean, yeah. I, I, I know. I, I work with the clients of every size, from the startup to the multi-billion to the multi-billion yeah. corporation, and the regulation and the requirement are pretty the same. So my suggestion is, when you, if you are a startup or, or a, a small company, a newly company, setup company, you need to put on the table all the, uh, you need to analyze all the legal requirements, legal obligation, regardless of the number of employees, regardless of the figures involved. No matter if you have to remit to the authorities 10,000K or 1 million euros in social security, because penalties are the same, regardless of the amount, regardless of the figures. So my suggestion is, if you have a situation where you are looking for the first time at a cross-border a cross-border transaction because you are going to have a foreign employees, you are going to have a foreign contractor, don't forget to analyze the tax and the social security. Yeah. Not only for the benefit of your employee or for the benefit of your employee because sometimes I heard the company say, okay, it's not my, it's not my business. They should seek advice from their personal account. That is true, but it's not fully true because as mentioned, you may have some obligation as a company in the foreign country, for example. Because, for example, Portugal may ask you to remit such a security as Italy does. For, yeah. For, for, so that is the way to, in my opinion, to end it, even if, if you are at the early stage, because the rules are the same. On this purpose, with the reference to this, there are no exempts. And I guess and the logic uh, you're following here is not only for Italy, but for most for, countries, right? For most, at least within the European Union, I can confirm to you that you may have different tax legislation. You may have, and you have for sure, different tax rates, a different cost of labor. Yeah. But at the same time, when it comes to social security, there is a unique regulation, Regulation 883, 2024, 2004, sorry. You have a unique approach to tax and social security. So it has to be considered. It cannot be underestimated because the risk you have is that at a certain point in the future, when you are no more a, a startup, but you are a well-establishment company, 
the appetite of the foreign authorities could be higher. They say, okay, we have a medium company there. We have a huge company there. Let's look at what they did in terms of social security, payroll, and tax. Probably they're not interested in auditing you when you are small. Yes. But when you are, I mean, a well-established, a well-established company with a number of with the size of employees, significant, they might be interested in looking at you. I remember typically you have a statute of limitation for the authorities and they typically can look at three, four, five years behind. For social security, sometimes it's 10 years behind. Yeah. Yeah. So you cannot underestimate this. This is my personal advice. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Talks. This is the end of this episode with Claudio Quartana. Thanks for listening and watch out for the next one. Mm-hmm.